everyone, you're listening to Save Me an Aisle Seat, the show that talks about musicals in an understandable and relatable way. I'm Katie, and I'm joined by my fellow musical enthusiasts, Amber and Kylie. Oh, that was a weird hello. <laughs> also joining us is our musical newbie, Matt. Sorry. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> I apologize. No need. So this <laughs> this episode, we are going over the show called Heathers, and I believe we are also using the original Broadway cast. Cast recording that's out there. And it is on our Spotify account. Okay, yeah, so it's on our Spotify account, and you can find that in the link below. I will give this one also a mama warning. So, mom, if you're listening, don't listen to this musical. A little inappropriate, (laughs) but it's it's, fine. (laughs) It's fantastic, but I think you would also partially hate it, so there's your warning. Got now. Yeah. (laughs) Let's hop into this show. I'm excited. Awesome. Okay, so Heather's The Musical is a rock musical written by Lawrence O'Keefe and Kevin Murphy. It is based on the film Heather's from 1988, produced by Daniel Waters, and it is a classic cult film. I hope you're familiar with it, and if you aren't, please go watch it because it's so good. (laughs) (laughs) So this movie stars Renona Ryder and Christian Slater. Yo. Okay, both awesome. And it portrays... The movie and the musical, it portrays three teenage girls named Heather who are in a clique and then a fourth girl, Veronica, who kind of tries to join the clique to get popular. But then stuff goes wrong and she gets involved with a new guy at school who's a resident bad boy whose name is JD. And then a bunch of people die. Yay. So that's cool. Oh. (laughs) The first thing I think of is reset with the Ashleys. (laughs) Yes. But a lot darker. Um, say, this like sounds like kind of like grease or something no oh everybody's dying too. Uh, a lot of people also compared this movie to mean girls obviously mean girls is newer so mean girls is a slightly softer version of heathers far uh, less murder because no one actually dies so what? you know i've been watching the wrong <laughs> movie <laughs> definitely this one's so much better so this movie slash musical has been called dark, cynical, and subversive. Yes. So there you go. And basically, it's just a play on basic high school teenager tropes, while also representing just like societal hierarchy and social brutality. And the movie Heathers is actually on Empire's list of the 500 greatest movies of all time. Wow. Mm. Nice. Very nice. So in terms of showings of the musical, so it was a sold-out LA tryout in 2013, and it was... uh, on Off-Broadway in 2014, U.S. Regional Productions in 2016. It had an Off-West End run in 2018, went to the West End in 2018. It had critical reception, so it, it stayed true to the film but added a few things to the storyline. It, criti- <laughs> it was criticized for taking the dark themes of the movie and turning them into a cartoonish pop musical, which I think is great. Um, <laughs> it is... And has been flagged for complex issues, so it deals with like homosexuality, bulimia, suicide. So there's your your trigger warning uh, for that in this show, but it does it in a very odd way. <laughs> yep. I didn't want to say fun, but <laughs> unfortunately, it's yeah. <laughs> it's a little rough, but it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so soundtrack is the world premiere cast recording from the 2014 cast. There are actually a few songs that were added after this recording that we will not be covering. And also the song Blue, which is one of my favorite songs, was replaced by You're Welcome, 
in later productions because it's actually a more empowering song for Veronica and it's less inappropriate. So there's that. I mean, it's really um, inappropriate. So. <laughs> yeah. So we'll talk about Blue, but the current song is You're Welcome. So whichever. This musical stars the beautiful Barrett Wilbert Weed as Veronica. She's amazing. And she actually played Janice in the Mean Girls musical. As well as she's done some other stuff. And then we have the amazing Ryan McCartan as JD. And he's done stuff. He's done stuff such as Fierro and Wicked. That's why he's um, so familiar. Oh my gosh, I knew it. Yep. He's oh. done. He actually played Brad in the recent live version of Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh. And he's about to play Hans in Frozen. Uh-huh. Hmm. There's that. Hmm. All right. So he's very good at playing the uh, villain or the <laughs> bad guy. <Yeah. laughs> it also sounds like he's very busy. Yes. Pretty cool, though. And also, after 2014, a PG-13 abridged version was prepared for high schools to perform. Oh my. Uh, so, oh, like, no. all the profanity oh, was no. taken out. All the, like, several songs were just, like, rewritten so they were more appropriate. And that song, You're Welcome, was added. So high schools do actually perform this Ooh. in a very watered-down version. Gosh, I hope so. And then I didn't want to talk about it too much, but they did try to revamp Heather's as, I think it was a TV show, maybe a year or so ago, and, like, a pilot or a preview went out and it was super terrible and everyone hated it and i think it was stopped so that's all i'm gonna say about that <laughs> it was like very like it was just socially terrible that sucks um, this is a great musical <laughs> so anyway we're gonna pretend that doesn't exist and we're gonna move into act one so the show opens on 17 year old veronica sawyer in school which is westerberg high and it's 1989 the first day of her senior year so we start off with the song Beautiful, which is basically about the social hierarchy in the school where all the weaker students are being tormented by the jocks. So we have Ram Sweeney and Kurt Kelly as our football bros. It's basically a song full of curse words and taunts. <laughs> so we get like freak and burnout and homo said a bunch of times. <laughs> but Veronica's optimism really comes out in the song. So she basically just hopes that the torment from the popular people will stop. And then everyone will realize that they're beautiful in their own way. Of course, that's not how high school works, you know. <laughs> so we see Veronica's best friend, Martha Dunstock, who is referred to as Martha Dump Truck um, because she's overweight and she acts kind of childish. Um, she dresses in like pastels and just acts really childish, which one of the reoccurring themes in the musical is kind of the transition between childhood and maturity. So you'll see that a lot. Mm-hmm. The song also introduces us to the Heathers. We have Heather McNamara, who's more weak-willed. We have Heather Duke, who is bulimic. And we have Heather Chandler, who's kind of the queen bitch. (laughs) (laughs) So we see the Heathers in a bathroom. Heather Duke is currently, you know, vomiting in the stall. And a teacher comes in and tries to, you know, send them to detention for being out of class. But Veronica forges a note to keep them, you know, from getting in trouble, saying that they're meant to be out in the hallways. And so in thanks, they basically are like, yeah, cool. We'll accept you into our circle and give you a makeover. That's how it works. Because <laughs> that's how high school works. <laughs> and so the song basically comes full circle. The Heathers make Veronica classically beautiful, quote unquote, with their makeover. And now the students are chanting her name along with the Heathers. So she's now popular. We also yeah. see Martha, who has a crush on Ram, the football bro, of course, right? Heather Chandler finds us out and makes Veronica forge a love letter from Ram to Martha. It's a little harsh. 
And it makes Veronica really question whether she actually wants to be friends with these people or not. Like, is it worth being popular for this? Right. So we get the song Candy Store, where Heather Chandler is all about looking hot and spending her rich dad's money and screwing guys and just being awesome. Oh. Yeah. And we see a lot of their their fanciness. Yep. They're in high school. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Oh, my. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) It's better Um, than middle school. You know, you are correct. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. And there's a lot of like class things in here too. Like they're definitely of a, a higher class. Cause like I said, she has like the rich dad. Right. And the girls spend a lot of time playing croquet in their backyard. <laughs> Cause that's how I spend my time in high school. Oh, <laughs> But they usually let Heather Chandler win, of course, cause she's the baddest bitch. Uh. And we do see, so visual cues on stage. Each Heather has her own color. So Heather Chandler wears red which stands for like her power, right? Heather Duke wears green. So that's more of like envy and greed. Heather McNamara wears yellow, which is for kind of stands for like youth and innocence. And then we see Veronica ends up being clad in blue for the whole thing, which blue usually stands for like trust and confidence. So that's an interesting like breakdown of their characters. They're kind of like Power Rangers with the colors. (laughs) (laughs) We're here to save the day. (laughs) (laughs) Except not. <laughs> Except not. Maybe Form one. Up. Form of a colossal bit. <laughs> <laughs> Super interesting. I didn't know that. So next we see the mysterious new kid, Jason Dean or JD. He criticizes Veronica for betraying her friend. And he also ends up fighting the jocks and wins the fight. So uh, yeah. Veronica finds this super hot. She's attracted to him. And uh, she recognizes that he's the underdog and she wants to stand up for him. So the possibility for love starts to outweigh her desire for a higher social status. And this song is Fight For Me, which features a really cool slow-mo fight scene because she's kind of like watching it as it goes and singing about how this is kind of hot. (laughs) And how she just wants him to protect her and stuff. Veronica's parents aren't sure if they approve of her new friends, which, I mean, come on. (laughs) Veronica ends up flirting with JD at 7-Eleven, where he reveals that he's moved around a lot with his dad, but likes the consistency of 7-Eleven and the Slurpees. He treats Slurpees kind of like a drug, and they they dumb him to life. Which I feel that, bro. Yeah. <laughs> We've got I live next, right street, live next to a 7-Eleven for most of my life. Right. Yep. Sweet golden brace. Yes. So, <laughs> so that song's called Freeze Your Brain. <laughs> JD might actually be a psychopath, but we see the side of him here that is worthy of her time, so we kind of sympathize with him. We don't really know. Don't judge. No judge. Okay. Character in a musical being mentally unstable. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> oh, Ram Sweeney, football bro, hosts a big homecoming party, and everyone, including Veronica, is basically hanging out and getting drunk and high. And having orgies oh. in his parents' bed. It's fine. <laughs> it's a rough song, guys. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, so the song is called Big Fun. They end up bringing out a pig-shaped pinata that is dressed like Martha Dump Truck. And they make fun of her for looking like a pig. So that's cool. It's basically your classic, you know, 80s movie party scene, right? It's a really fun song. You're all though. just... It is. And so 
Like I said, that's a song called Big Fun. So they just say that they're having a lot of fun. Big Fun is also in reference to the group Big Fun that wrote and performed the song Teenage Suicide Don't Do It. That was a notable part of the Heathers movie. So a lot of uh, little connections there. So Heathers prank Martha with the note from Ram, right? Saying that he likes her and stuff. And so she gets really excited and like tries to bring Ram a bottle of sparkling cider. And he's like, there is no alcohol in here. (laughs) Trying to poison me? because <laughs> he's such a bro yeah and of course this pisses veronica off she sees that her friend is clearly not being treated well and she gets really angry and she resigns from the clicks and actually ends up vomiting all over heather's chandler's shoes <laughs> got her <laughs> <laughs> got her uh, so her reputation is now in ruins <laughs> and so she leaves the party she's walking through town and she just you know She's like, I clearly only have a few hours left because once they find me tomorrow, they're going to kill me. And so what am I going to do with my last few hours? And she contemplates running away to Seattle, but she ends up walking past JD's house and recognizing his motorcycle. And so she breaks into his bedroom <laughs> through his window oh. and seduces him oh. and loses her virginity to him. <laughs> As one oh. does. It's a great, um, it's a great time. And we can also kind of assume from this that he was also a virgin because <laughs> he's just like real like submissive and gentle about it and he's just like oh what are what are we doing we're okay doing that's fine <laughs> so like they they both seem to like each other it's not like she's forcing it on him necessarily but there's right. definitely like a line it's uh you know it's interesting it's like why are you in my room but okay <laughs> all right so this is the song dead girl walking which is my probably favorite song in this whole thing because it's just hilarious so good it's so good. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I want to do you right now. And I'm on the pill. So we're good. So do me. And he's like, okay. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> Some, somehow I feel like that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He's, he's super chill with it. <laughs> so Veronica has a bunch of crazy dreams and goes over to apologize to Heather Chandler. And JD comes with her. So they each mix hangover cures for her. JD adds drain cleaner to his as a joke, but his is what ends up being switched around and given to Heather Chandler. Oh. Yeah, so drain cleaner is a joke. Drain he was a psychopath. He's a little psychopath. So she drinks it and dies. Heather Chandler, of course. Veronica panics, obviously. But JD's just like, you know, let's just let's just write her a suicide note. It'll be fine. No one'll figure it out. Cause that's, you know, normal. So Veronica actually does this. She writes a note, but the note makes Heather Chandler seem complex and misunderstood. And the school begins to sympathize and worship her more. So a dead Heather Chandler rises from the floor and sings the words of the letter that Veronica is writing, which uh, if you if you just listen to the song, it's not 100% clear that that's what's happening. But that's yeah. So that's what that's what the deal is there. And the song is called The Me Inside of Me. So it's just this over overdrawn song and it's like no one thinks a pretty girl has substance and you know i'm i'm more than just a source for hand jobs and and stuff like that so veronica really it's very deep it's it's very interesting (laughs) and then (laughs) we see the cops come investigate the death but they rule it as a suicide because of the note you know it's yeah it's just a note regardless the death is a really big deal for the little little ohio town i mean yeah so the, the school board meets to talk about it, but they can't castle, cancel classes or anything that will disturb the parents and higher-ups because, you know, that's what's important. But Miss Fleming, a guidance counselor, calls it the loveliest suicide note she's ever read. 
As if she's read a lot of them. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> a gets, little Ohio town. Yeah. And she gets the students together, passes around copies of the note, and has them talk about it. The students feel that they can connect with her better now. Mm. Yeah. It's <laughs> I don't think that's a good idea. I think that's great. But I didn't go to school for that. <laughs> and Veronica keeps like trying to move on from this, but she keeps having crazy dreams about Heather Chandler's ghost mocking her. I mean, uh, that would freak me out a lot, too. It's oh. a big old mess. <laughs> <laughs> this, the other two remaining Heathers are on a double date with Kurt and Ram, football bros, and they call Veronica to rescue them because Kurt and Ram got a little too drunk and were trying to like yeah. rape them essentially. And so they locked themselves in the car and like called Veronica to save them because that's, I know, how it works. Right. And so Veronica ends up going to save them. I'm not quite sure why, but <sighs> she's too nice. But she ends up alone with the guys who start to aggressively beg her for sex. And she keeps giving them more alcohol to distract them, but it's not working because they still really want her. And so they sing this song called Blue, <laughs> yep. which I love about how their balls are blue. <laughs> yep. You know, this, this show is um, for the intellectuals, you know. Oh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> We're a higher brow thinkers. So we get quotes like their pants are rubbing like a hot cheese grater on their balls. <laughs> or that their balls need rescue like Princess Leia. So bad. She got some nice so little pop so culture bad. references in there. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, I mean, obviously you can see why this was later replaced by the song You're Welcome. Because, yeah. you know, some people see it as all in good fun, which is more where I see it. But I can see how other people seeing it as like treating date rape in a laughing matter, which is fair. Yeah. And so the other song You're Welcome is sung exclusively by veronica so it puts the power in her hands rather than theirs so you know yeah i can see why they changed it but also i think blue is really funny if you just look at it in a lighter sense but teach their own i understand right for this obviously she ends up getting away from them and not being attacked at school later on heather duke has now taken up the queen bee status and she actually wears heather chandler's red scrunchie in her hair to show off that she has that power now But after that whole, you know, drunk date debacle, Ram and Kurt are going around the school telling everyone that they had sex with Veronica, that she like alternated between them and this whole thing. And so this is a song that's not on the album called Blue Reprise. And I actually read the lyrics and it's it's rough, guys. Oh, yikes. It's basically them just being like, yeah, like she took her turn with me and then him and then me and then him and we passed her around and we just had our way with her and blah, blah, blah. And she's such a slut. Yikes. Yep. First pisses JD off, who attacks the jocks to defend her, which is what she wanted from the beginning, right? However, this time they beat him up. Uh oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, like turns that. have tabled. <laughs> <laughs> After this, JD proclaims his undying love for Veronica. And JD feels powerless, but Veronica is the most meaningful thing in his life. He is no longer frozen and numb, and now he worships her, and she's being dragged down with him. And this song is called Our Love is God, which is very, it's a, it's a very good song, but it's definitely like, we, our love is the most important thing, and we can change the world with it, and I will bring down anyone that stands in our way kind of song. Mm-hmm. So it's, love. it's like it's like oh this beautiful love ballad but the underlying tones are <laughs> we're crazy yeah pretty much 
So staging is really prominent in this show. So while the Heathers are on stage, the Duke and McNamara are always behind Chandler, the Queen Bee, because they are lesser. But for these two, especially here, JD is behind Veronica as if he's watching and controlling and dominating her, which you can definitely kind of hear in the subtones as well. So JD and Veronica plan another prank. Veronica lures the the two jocks to the cemetery with the promise of a threesome. Because that, you know, yeah. So so the plan is to shoot them with Matt Prelude's pronounced for this for me. Ishluga. Yep, those are type of bullets. And they're supposed to trank them. And uh, JD says that he got these from his grandfather from World War II. And the Nazis had used them to fake their own suicides. So they, they plan to leave a forged suicide note and stuff showing that uh, Kurt and Ram were hidden gay lovers. In fact, in the uh, in the movie, one of the things that they leave with the suicide not- note is a bottle of mineral water. Okay. Like- <laughs> what? <laughs> oh. They're just like, oh, fancy water. They were gay. <laughs> <They're> gay. <laughs> and we all life. people who drink mineral water. <laughs> yeah. So what does that term mean in German there, Matt? It just means I lie or I'm lying. So he says, these bullets, I lie. (laughs) I have a trick, did you? (laughs) So bullets are a lie. Right. So they go, you know, they they do their staging in the cemetery and the jocks arrive. Apparently there are some productions where Ram wears a tie here as if if orgies are business casual. (laughs) Yeah, of course, you know, know, we've all heard that. Yeah, you gotta wear a tie. (laughs) (laughs) But they they strip down to their underwear for the upcoming threesome, and JD shoots Ram. It was like, whoop, shoots him. And Veronica shoots at Kurt and ends up missing. Veronica realizes that the bullets are real, and Ram is dead. Oops. Oops. Big oopsie. (laughs) But they have to go chase after Kurt, and JD kills him. Here, Veronica says, what the fuck have you done? which is actually the first time the F word is spoken on stage. So it, it, it shows the really intense situation because she wasn't expecting to actually kill them. It was just supposed to be a joke. And JD... Harmless prick. <laughs> she doesn't really know about jokes, does she? No. <laughs> so JD goes back to singing Our Love is God, which has more of a sinister tone to it. JD seems to feel no remorse. He actually enjoyed this. Veronica, however, is in shock and horror. And JD is wrapped around Veronica from behind as the act ends, kind of like symbolizing he's kind of like taking over her in that way. So it, it gets real creepy. That's where we end our act one. So, uh, huh. think. questions about the first act. Holy guacamole. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. That was wild. Yeah. Yeah, uh, not not so straightforward of an act one that we're used to in a lot of these. No, it's it's a lot. It's it goes from it's like oh this is very typical high school show to oh my oh oh well, three people are dead. <laughs> like some yeah. high school musical drama stuff, and then it's just uh, oh 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 no you, you, you can't you can't do that. <laughs> they did that. Yeah, so it's a. Uh, but it's it's so it's a lot of fun too. At the same time, it's so weird to say that. But it's such it a, shouldn't be. But ah, 
<laughs> that's the thing. Like all the songs are really like upbeat, and they're just like, yeah, cool, this is happening, let's go. But people Murder. are done. But it's like, yeah, cool, this is fun. <laughs> she said it was like it was a rock musical. Musical, right? yeah, yeah. It's great. Like the music is is really <clears throat> great, despite you know the, what the actual show's about. <laughs> makes you pay attention to the actual song and the lyrics rather than just the music itself. That's true. It does tell a, a really good story with its music. Yeah. You can pretty much get the whole story from the songs, which is pretty great. Yeah, that's why I really do love that. So, yeah, I guess we can go on to our theater fact, Kylie. Can I get a theme song for this? I, w- I should. I should get you volunteer. a volunteer. Should, you should just make like a little, like, little xylophone Time. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Kylie's theater. Alrighty. Doop doop be doop doop. And with that, <laughs> so the 2000s to 2010s were really big for theater mixing with other forms of media. Live action film musicals such as Little Shop Chicago and Rent were a few of those. Television broadcasts such as Sound of Music and Grease were also really big. TV show episodes like in Buffy the Bam- Vampire Slayer and Psych also had musical they, components. Yeah, they, kind of, yeah, the Buffy's one is actually pretty fun. And then there are internet musicals like Dr. Horrible's Sing Along Blog and A Very Potter Musical. Hey, I've, I've, I've seen that first one. It was really good. I love Dr. Horrible. And then there were more musicals based on movies such as this one, Heathers. 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 We're doing it. <laughs> Death. <laughs> <laughs> Very neat. Yeah, it's it's definitely become a, a interesting media mix. Yeah, so I guess we can just uh, hop right into Act Two. Boop, boop, boop. Right. Because if things weren't crazy enough before, <laughs> yeah, here's a here's Act Two. <laughs> so with Ram and Kurt's funeral, or Veronica's just like freaking out about everything. So we get a another song that's not on the album called Prom or Hell. <laughs> oh. And so at this funeral. We see Ram's dad chastising Kurt's dad about being homophobic. Got him. And so they sing the song, My Dead Gay Son. I love this song. <laughs> I uh, really do. Where they talk about how if the good Lord created the universe and created man, then it must be part of his plan that people are gay. Yeah. Including their sons. So, you know, very understanding of them. Very right? progressive. And the song plays on the stereotypes of gays. So they talk about being flamboyant and fruity and talk about their sons being bear cubs <laughs> and uh, wearing pearl necklaces. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> in the two reveal that they have their own secret love affair <laughs> from back in a, like, past fishing trip. They hooked up and stuff, and they actually kiss on stage. Ah. So everyone kind of relaxes after that, and they vow to be more tolerant and accepting. Which, of course, is not quite what JD and, you know, what was trying for here. He wanted them to be made fun of. So, same thing with Heather Chandler, she became more popular after death. So did these two. Yep. He urges Veronica to target Heather Duke next, because clearly killing the popular crowd is for the greater good, obviously. Yeah, I mean. Um, but Veronica refuses, and of course, because she is somewhat rational. Yeah. <laughs> but JD reveals that he witnessed his own mother's suicide, which kind of gives you an idea of why he's a little crazy. Veronica gives him an ultimatum. Either give up the violence and live a normal life with her or lose her forever. Fair enough. So we get the song 17 where she mentions all the things they could do together. So they could see bad movies and go bowling and eat chili fries. Like they don't have to kill people. Like, come on, man. (laughs) Who wants to murder? We have chili Uh, fries. (laughs) 
obviously. The important things. So she sings about how they're not God, like he was singing about before, mm -hmm. and they don't choose who lives or dies. She just wants him focused on her, not this other weird agenda of his. And so even though JD still feels like he's damaged, he agrees. I don't know if I'd want a psycho to just focus in on me, though. <laughs> Seems, seems kind of dangerous, but what do I know? But she's still in that phase of, oh, I can fix him. Needs to get out of that phase. Teenagers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this, the, the song 17 actually is the one that gets stuck in my head the most often because it's it's still kind of, it's like super heartbreaking for Veronica because she's like, I just want to be normal. Like, I, I thought I wanted something more, but I don't. I just want to be us and I just want to be... You know, normally I want to put all this behind me and be, be 17 and it's, I really like this one. Not a murderer. A little uh, late for that though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to murder anybody at this point, but she's a complex. Yeah, Veronica hasn't murdered. She just helps cover it up. You know, she just shot at somebody and forced side notes. It's fine. She's totally innocent in all this. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so after this time, Martha tells Veronica that she suspects jd that she believed forged the love note that was given from ram so she she was like i don't know jd did this and veronica haunted by heather chandler of course confesses that she wrote the note and martha runs off in tears so very sad Science counselor mrs fleming holds a televised therapy assembly that ends up being more about her than the students and i, I love this song it's called shine a light it's so funny because she just like she goes hard and she admits to, but then uh, ends in an affair she's having. Usually the actress gestures to a random man in the front row. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but she, she urges them to reveal their fears and insecurities. But she also kind of romanticizes mental illnesses. And like suicide creates a perception that they were somehow better people because they died. So her message is kind of lost. This is all terrible. <laughs> people are all terrible. They're all terrible See, people. she wasn't, she didn't graduate at the top of her class, so that's what they got. <laughs> she got shipped to Ohio. So Heather McNamara, she admits to having suicidal thoughts. She, she uses the metaphor of being in a tiny lifeboat filled with people, but the boat and life feels unstable, like it will sink. And everyone's fighting on the boat. A storm is coming and there's like no way to be safe. And the song is called Lifeboat. It's probably the simplest song in the whole show, but it's also very eye-opening to how it feels for her. And it's it's probably one of the, the gentlest interpretations of suicide that they have in the show and towards mental illness. So I really, I really enjoy this song. But then, of course, Heather Duke makes fun of her in front of everyone because of her mental illness. So Veronica lashes out and confesses, but no one believes her. And Heather McNamara tries to overdose in the bathroom. And Heather Duke and other students are just telling her to kill herself. But Verona actually stops her. And this song was Shine a Light, the reprise. Heather Duke's main solo is Heather Duke's main solo song in the show and is used to convince someone else to kill herself. <laughs> Super bitchy. <laughs> it's, hey. it's terrible. But still, yeah, Veronica convinces her not to, though. But JD tries to convince Veronica to kill Heather Duke. But Veronica refuses again and breaks up with him. So, yeah. Yay. <laughs> yes. I mean, She's was, finally starting to see. Veronica's standing up for herself. You're nuts. I gotta go. Bye. 
GED turns around and blackmails Heather Duke into making the entire student body sign this petition. Right? They don't know quite what it's about yet, but it's a petition. Every the entire the entire student body signs this big petition because obviously Heather Duke, Queen Bee, asks them to. Yeah. We get a sweet song from Martha who sings about how she met Ram in kindergarten oh. and she had a crush on him back then, you know, back when it was like they were young and he was actually nice to her until first grade started when he dropped her. You know, children. But now she recognizes that she has been deemed unattractive and unpopular. So she's meant to be alone. So we get the song Kindergarten Boyfriend, which actually, if you look at the lyrics and listen to it, you'll notice that there's no actual, there's no major rhyme scheme. Like most music, rhymes tend to be more sophisticated, which is definitely not what she's caring about right now. Basically, all she wants is to go live in her dreams of that time and not wake up from them. So mourning this boy that used to like her, Martha jumps off of a bridge. She does survive, though, Good. with a few broken bones, but she is alive. And so Heather Duke runs in and tells Veronica what happened. That She says that Martha was trying to imitate the popular crowd and failed, oh. which, ouch, okay. Right. <laughs> Veronica rushes to the hospital to visit her old friend, but is actually taunted by the ghosts of Kurt, Ram, and Heather Chandler. And so we get the song Yo Girl, where they're basically just like, Dude, come on. You're terrible. You killed us. How dare you? <laughs> and she's like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Veronica goes home and her parents stop her and tell her that JD actually stopped by and told them that Veronica is depressed and suicidal herself. And so her mom's like, it's okay, honey. Like, just tell me about it. I'll take care of you. And she's like, mom, you really won't understand. No, seriously. Her mom's like, yes, I will. No, mom, you really won't. <laughs> and so we get a scene that basically mirrors dead girl walking from the first act. But this time he breaks in through her window. So JD breaks in and he's acting really threatening. And he's talking about, he's singing meant to be yours. Um, so he's talking about how she should be dead, right? A, you know, if you leave me, I'll kill you kind of scenario. So he's very possessive. But we do see Veronica hide in her closet as he reveals his master plan. So that petition that he got everyone to sign is actually a giant suicide note for when he blows up the pep rally and everyone dies. Oh, oh. And so he, he actually starts screaming during the song. He's like very loud and he's like losing it. You can see that his just like mental state is just gone. Like he's, he's insane. He ends up opening the closet to find Veronica hanging from a noose. Oh. Yep. And so he like freaks out about it. And he realizes he's lost control over her. You know, he's lost her. She's not his anymore. And that hurts him. But he decides to complete his plan anyway. So he's like, okay, well, I'm going to go murder people now. I'll miss you. (laughs) And the end of that song, we actually hear or see whichever Veronica's mom walk in and see her hanging her, you know, hanging in this closet. And she like screams. But then Veronica like unhooks herself and like gets down. And she's like, no, I'm fine. Just kidding. (laughs) It, it, it Surprise! I'm a magician. <laughs> yeah, and and the song, the song meant to be yours that JD sings is actually like the way he sings it is is really heartbreaking, and you can tell like there's still something in him that's you know semi normal. Like he he definitely mourns the loss of this person that he was in love with, but he's like I well since you're not here, I can't do this by myself. I'm gonna go do the murders. So it's. Uh, <laughs> Very interesting. That one also that that also will like song get stuck in my head all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously Veronica faked her suicide and she races to the school to stop JD. She blames herself 
for him becoming a monster when really she's just the victim of his manipulation. And she's like fully expecting to die for real this time to pay the price for all of her sins and her hand and whatever JD is up to. And this, you get the dead girl walking reprise, which is also really exciting. And so, so the fa- basically the first one was like, yeah, yeah, fuck me. This is great. And then the second one is fuck you. Like it's, it's a great parallel. <laughs> so she she confronts him in the boiler room where JD is setting up a bomb and getting ready to trigger the actual thermal bombs which are in the gym and JD sees the school as representing the larger society where losers and popu- popular people will never get along and they all deserve to die and Veronica tries to tell him that she understands his actions and that she she forgives him he gives no fucks you know, full on sociopath and all that and you can actually hear like the, the actor he does really well here he he actually sounds like he's losing it as, as he's saying his lines here and it's really really cool so they they struggle pretty hard and jd actually gets shot but unable to disarm the bomb veronica takes it to the empty football field so finally having a last minute redemption arc jd offers to take the bomb instead but he is also past redemption at this point he he recognizes that he is the villain and has to finish this the only way he can, ridding the world of evil, which is himself in the end. He makes it clear that he still cares for her, even if it is toxic, and the bomb explodes and he dies. And it's the song I Am Damaged, so it's that one's also really, really neat, because he's like, yeah, I realize I'm messed up and I don't think I can be fixed, so I'll save you the trouble and just explode the song ends with the classic line you look like hell i just got back (laughs) (laughs) so returning to school veronica takes the symbolic red scrunchie from heather duke and declares the end of the social ridicule she's like i'm the new sheriff we're gonna stop being like this and they celebrate that they are still alive and have time to still do things that are quote-unquote childish and just be 17 for a while so you get that reprise 17 and it's it's Again, really sweet. So Veronica invites Martha and Heather McNamara over to hang out and watch a movie, which is real cute. And That's bright. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> the musical ends with the dead teenagers back on stage with everyone else and with everyone singing beautiful over and over, bringing us full circle. That's, That's it. That's others. <laughs> all right. It's a wild They're still ride. all terrible people. Yep. <laughs> so yeah so uh what are your some some of your guys's uh, comments that was wild right beyond wild right but it's so good too it really is it really is yeah i know i like the story is so crazy and it's like non-stop the whole time but it's so good and the music is so so good and fun for it probably my favorite music that we've had to listen to (laughs) had to listen to even though it's all (laughs) terrible it is terrible but it's so dark i was texting amber i was like since we started working on this script i've listened to it every single day (laughs) i listen to this one a lot (laughs) yeah i think today's the first no I, i didn't listen to it yesterday so this weekend i haven't listened to it but the songs are like constantly in my head. I'm yeah, I'm a little obsessed with this one. 
It's just so well done. You can really feel that, like, you know, you can feel JD breaking down. You can see how Veronica's just, like, done with his shit. I think also one of my favorite lines is right right before he explodes. He's like, our love is God. And she's like, say hi to God. <laughs> right before say hi to God for me. I'm and like, he explodes. Nice. Got him. One last time. <laughs> dun dun. It's so good. Also, I have to say, Veronica, the actress, I like love her. She's so good. Just the way she talks <laughs> in the show is just it's just really I don't know. It, it, strangely enough, she reminds me of Haruhi from Oran High Host Club. Just the way like she says stuff sometimes. <laughs> just that monotone, like, oh. <laughs> I don't know. It's she's really good. I really like the actress they picked for her. And JD, of course. So good. <laughs> yeah. Anyone else? Anything? Any thoughts? Crazy. Basically. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Like a musical soap opera. Kind of. It's, very it's pretty good. Except dead people don't come back in this one. Well, I mean, they do. In a way. <laughs> yeah, there's some hauntings going on. Yeah, they are pretty active throughout the whole thing, so that's cool, too. Like, they don't just disappear. Which is nice, yeah. But they still have a, a impact on the story. Yeah, so I guess if that's that's all that everyone has, we can uh, go ahead and wrap up this episode. Yeah, yeah we did it. So we yeah, we really hope you enjoyed this one because it's one of our favorites so far. And definitely go listen to it right this second. <laughs> <laughs> Do it now. Do it. Right now. <laughs> right now. So yeah, so thanks, for of course, for listening to us as always. We really appreciate you. We hope you all enjoyed all this because we really want to keep doing it. We want to keep bringing you fun, quirky musicals and things like that. So please, if you have any helpful tips or comments, please feel free to reach out to us at savemeanisleseat at gmail.com or tweet us at savemeanisleseat on Twitter. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to this episode of Save Me an Isle Seat. You can find more episodes and shows similar to this at www.ragtagnetwork.com. Follow us on Twitter at Save an Isle Seat. We make this show just for the fun of it, but if you would like to support what we do, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash save me an Isle Seat. This episode was brought to you by the Ragtag Network.